Welcome to the Happy With Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Many of us have good lives, the lives we've always wanted, but we still feel frustrated and unhappy with ourselves. You deserve to value, appreciate, and accept you right now, exactly as you are. Whether it's life coaching tools, learning from others, or sharing my experiences, I'm here to help you be happy with yourself. Hello and welcome to the podcast this week. Did you catch last week's podcast with Amanda Louder? I thought it went so great and was so glad that I tackled the subject of sex on the podcast. In fact, I thought it went so well that I asked her to come back and talk to us again about the same subject. But of course, I asked you listeners for some questions for her. So listen for your question and enjoy this podcast with Amanda. Welcome back, Amanda Louder. Thank you so much for having me again, Becky. All right. We are going to talk about sex again. Yes, my favorite topic. (laughs) All right. So uh, again, I asked my listeners some to give me their questions to you Um, because you have a sex coach on. You need you need some questions here. (laughs) Okay. um, One question that I got from my listener was: My spouse works a lot and spends a lot of time on his electronics at home. We have set limits on electronics so we can connect, but it doesn't last very long and we fall back into the same pattern. How can I create desire even when I haven't felt connected to him in that day? Yeah. So connection is a feeling and we create that feeling with our thoughts. So it's not created by what you and he are doing or not doing. You guys can both be on electronics and still feel connected to him if you want to, but it's really the way that you think about it. Right now you're thinking that being on electronics disconnects you, but that isn't true. It's your thoughts. So you really need to focus on how can we stay connected even when we're on electronics and that's totally possible or you can figure out some ways that you're not on electronics as much and how to stay firm in that and not fall back into old patterns again okay so if she decides to not try to change it but just change her thoughts about it what are some thoughts she could have about you know he's on his electronics there um not necessarily about him being electronics but what thoughts can she have that are connecting when his behavior isn't going to change. Yeah. So I find that my husband and I, like we get into our bed and we are immediately like on our phones for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I think we all do it. I think we all do that. Right. And so, you know, rather than thinking like, we're on our phones again, we're so disconnected. We should be doing something else. Like while I'm on my phone, I'm like looking over at him and like giving him the side eye and I'm like, he's so cute. Like, it's so much fun being married to him. Like those are the kind of thoughts that I have. And then things usually progress after that. So it's just like, really, it really is about redirecting your thoughts to things that make you feel connected. So what makes you feel connected to him? Like I think about how cute he is and how much I like being with him, even when we're sitting on electronics. Sometimes we'll both be on electronics 
and I'll send him like a little sexy text message. And then he's like, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Use it to your advantage, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. My mind was going to like gratitude and totally that can work too, right? Of, oh, he works so hard for us and, you know, and any kind of, you know, I'm glad he's in this bed with me. Um, I love it. Not alone. I love it. Yes. All of those. So really whatever works for you to feel more connected, but you have to do it on purpose. It really is being about, about being intentional and purposeful. And then you can change the circumstance if you want to, right? You can say, let's try this again. Let's try to have some boundaries and you can, but it all goes back to that. It's not the circumstance that's causing your feeling. It's absolutely. It's your thought with that. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So here's another one. What are the consequences of a woman when growing up without a dad figure? Consequences as in, in her relationships. Yeah. So daddy issues are very much a thing. Okay. Um, we have a biological need to feel love and connection from a man. And usually the first man that we feel love and connection from is our father. But if that biological need isn't met, many women often spend a lot of time trying to find that love and that connection and that approval from other men. The problem comes when we latch on to any man that gives us the attention instead of the right man giving us the right attention. So the right man loves and adores you and wants to be committed and build a life. Unfortunately, many women seeking that attention get it from a man who only wants the physical connection and doesn't care about the rest. So it's just something to watch out for. Like you really want to build that connection with someone who wants the whole you, not just the physical you. So women really need to value themselves enough to seek out the right kind of love and attention from someone who wants all of it. Okay. So what if you are in a stable relationship, you found a really good guy, but you still, your eye still wanders and you still are looking for that high or looking for that, that attention. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really where we have to look inward and looking, we're looking for validation. That's really what we're looking for. And we have to validate ourselves. We have to learn to validate ourselves and value ourselves enough to do that. Now, that is not to say that even as happily married women, we don't see another guy and go, oh, he's hot. (laughs) Okay. But how far are you taking that? Are you beginning to fantasize about a certain person? Or are you just wanting to seek validation and attention from a certain person? And really when you can recognize what you're actually doing, like, oh, I'm wanting validation from someone else that I'm pretty or I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worth it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not getting it as much at home, even if he is a good guy. Yeah. It really comes to learning to validate yourself. And first step, like you were saying, was to know that that's what it is you're doing. Yes, for sure. For sure. Anytime you're looking for validation outside of yourself, you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. Like it's great when it happens, <laughs> but yeah. when we're looking for it, that's a problem. We need to really look to ourselves to validate ourselves for our own worth and lovability. Yeah. And that comes with thought work, uh, self-development. Yeah. Becoming really aware. Yeah. And really what it comes down to um, like I said last week, is a decision. 
that's really what it comes down to. It's a decision not to do that anymore, not to have a good um, dialogue, internal dialogue, to not allow yourself to talk down to yourself, to only allow yourself to validate yourself and, and really, and that doesn't mean that you don't look for the things that you need to change, but then you don't beat yourself up for it. You're just like, oh, that's interesting. Now let me work on fixing it instead of like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm such a horrible person. But we're constantly looking for outside validation when we're not giving it to ourselves. Yeah. And what about, you know, that high that comes from getting the validation and we miss the high, we miss the attention. No other way to get that in your normal everyday life. Yeah. Is it just one of those that you're just going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable? And Maybe, okay. but I think that's really looks at like, why, why do you want that high? Why do you want that attention? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Cause we want that high. We want that attention to know that we're okay, that we're, that we're pretty, that we're worth it. Yeah. It's that validation. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, you're, when you can develop that in yourself, then you're not going to need it from outside sources. Okay. Sure. It's fun when it happens. Yeah. yeah. But you won't need it. Okay. Okay. So I believe a major component of being happy with yourself is your mindset about your sexuality and your sexual relationship with your spouse. So what are your thoughts about that? Does how we think about sex matter? Yes. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you that it is a major component to being happy with yourself. When you are happy with yourself, it means embracing your whole self, including your sexuality. That is a big part of who you are and who you were created to be and understanding what that means for you as well as for your relationship is huge. If you don't pay attention to that part of yourself or even deny that part of yourself, suppress it, you are missing out on a vital part of who you're created to be. And so I think the more that we embrace our whole self, then we actually have more self-confidence. We have a better relationship with ourselves. We have a better relationship with our spouse and we have a better relationship with our heavenly parents because they're the ones that created us to be like this. Yeah. And that's a good note that, that I'd like to go off on a little bit. Just that in the LDS culture, at least the way I was raised, it sounds very similar to yours of parents who really didn't talk about it and, you know, had the basic talk, but that was pretty much it. And that I just kind of feel like we're told, we were told back then, I feel like it's evolving and changing now, but we were just told, no, 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 it's not good. It's not good. Okay. You're married now. It's good, but it's, it's good for him. Right. <laughs> yes. We, we were, um, the gatekeepers for men's sexuality. Yeah. So like, don't do anything that might entice them. Don't do anything that might bring them up thoughts. You can't be sexual at all. Okay. Now you need to be sexual and you need, everything needs to be about him. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the mentality that we kind of grew up with, which completely dismisses who we are as individuals yeah. and who we were created to be. So I think the dialogue needs to be, and this is how, what I've done with my own children is that sex and your sexuality is good. You should be feeling these feelings now. This is all part of your development. Heavenly Father gave you these feelings right now for a reason. What do you think that reason is? 
Well, probably because I need to learn to manage it just like I'm learning to manage everything else in my life right now. That's what we're doing as teenagers. We're learning to manage being a person, right? Yeah. And so this is just another part of their life that they need to learn to manage within their values, within their integrity. I talk a lot about being within our own integrity. What is really important to us and how does our sexuality align with that? And then, then as they progress, then they can understand more about their body, more about sexuality, so that when they are ready to get married and have a sexual relationship, that they're completely prepared. They know that it's a good thing. They know, they understand their bodies and how things work. They know the mental side of it where things can, you know, be so much better when they understand all the different components of their sexuality. Mm -hmm. I think that sets couples up for so much more success, which is why I actually have a course for engaged couples. Okay. And um, you can do it for newlyweds too, but um, it's a fantastic course that just goes through all of that and teaches them. So when they haven't necessarily gotten the right message from their parents, they can at least have some knowledge going into their marriage and maybe hoping to make things better. So yeah, I love, I, I think that's a different conversation that we need to have with our kids. Yeah, for sure. And when you, before, when you were talking about, you know, having brothers that were very physical and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I, I have eight brothers and I have four sons. And mm. so, yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking like having talks with them, a little awkward for me as being the woman and the mom, but that's just a thought I could actually you know, think that what opportunity I have and how lucky their wives are going to be. Yes. If I yes. could give them some of this, this knowledge now. And yes. uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I, I have very frank conversations with my kids. I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. So, and you know, my son, who's almost 21, we have had some very, very frank conversations about sex okay. because I want him to be prepared for, I mean, he will probably be getting married in the next couple of years. And I want him to be completely prepared for his part in it and what to expect from her. And, you know, who knows what her background is going to be. And it's going to be his job to help nurture that relationship. Even if she, if she doesn't understand things, if they both understand things, then all the better. Like I'm happy to sit down with her before they get married too, but (laughs) that might be kind of awkward when you're not used to it. Like the mother-in-law all of a sudden talking to you about (laughs) sex. I don't know, but I think it's really important. And the more we learn to understand our own sexuality, the more comfortable we're going to be talking to our kids about sex. Yeah. That does not mean that they're not going to be uncomfortable. They okay. will be. Okay. So just expect that, right? But if but if you aren't uncomfortable talking about it, then they're going to see that you're not uncomfortable. When they see that you're uncomfortable talking about it, that's going to make things even more uncomfortable for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge and so important. And you don't know where what messages they're getting um where they're seeing um I guess what I'm trying to say, I was talking to Zach Spafford the other day. Oh yeah. I love Zach. Yeah. yeah. And his thing is that your child is a hundred percent going to see pornography before they Absolutely. graduate from high school. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And so you want to, I, I have, you know, had some conversations of not just don't look at it, but okay. You've looked at it, I'm sure. And so, um, 
you know, those bodies aren't normal. You know, that's <laughs> not what an average woman looks like, you know? Yes. That you, you know, let me talk to you about how a woman actually orgasms, yeah. that it's not from intercourse. That's, yeah. that is very, very rare. So you have to work hard to make sure that she has hers too. That's your job in this. Yeah. And like we have such a male centric intercourse centric view of sex. Sex is so much more than intercourse. It yeah. is so much more than that and helping our children when it's the appropriate time. Yeah. Talk about that and, um, and what it actually is and what it can be for both parties, I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And a big job of being a parent. One thing I really want to get across to my kids is that, they are a sexual being from the time they're born. It's yeah. not like you just hit puberty and then you are, but you actually are your whole life. It's just evolving mm -hmm. in stages and that, and that like, I love what you said about, it's about managing it and how you want to use it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, um, I don't know if you would have a different answer if I should ask you this question again <laughs> but the question I ask all my guests is what does being happy with yourself look like to you so I think it's just embracing your whole self including okay. your sexuality and teaching Unders your kids that maybe yeah understanding what it means for you as well as your relationship and and really understanding all the intricacies of it and it's just part of who you are and you can't, you were not going to be happy with yourself when you're denying parts of yourself. Okay. All right. Well, thank you once again, Amanda. I'll put all your information in the show notes again, and hopefully Perfect. people reach out to you and listen to you. And, um, on this one, hopefully they can talk to their kids and open that dialogue a little yes. more. Love that. Educate the next generation. So. Yes. Hopefully they'll be better educated than we were. <laughs> yes. I, I think they have to be. I, <laughs> I don't know how it could get worse. So hopefully <laughs> That's it's better. That's how I felt about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks for having me, Becky. Everyone deserves to be happy with themselves. Share this episode with a friend. Leave a review so others can find the podcast. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.